0: I don't want an excuse, I want to chase excellence, which means I've got to build endurance. And the world today is giving everybody more and more reasons not to. We can change the duration of whatever it is that we're working on due to circumstance. But if you really want to be exceptional, if you really want to be excellent and chase your best, you are not going to make excuses for when you decide to stick to disciplines.
1: This week we're talking with Chet Scott once again, and uh, our conversation um, really starts. I had kind of asked Chet to take the reins and bring a topic, and he brought the topic of endurance, the roots of endurance, and we talked a little bit about me. Actually, he um, was kind of getting curious with me, wanted me to share a little bit more about my journey, what um, I've endured, and. And how and why. And uh, we get into all kinds of things as usual when Chet's on the podcast, the conversation just flows. There's just a lot of learning about life and business and um, breaking things down into baby steps and surrounding yourself with truth tellers. You know, we'll talk about health and longevity and life and work. It's a great conversation. I think I always love being with Chet and talking about all of those things, work and life and and how to um, try to make it um, excellent. So I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Chet will be coming back as a regular guest and um, hopefully you will continue to learn from him as I do. Thanks again. We are um, back on the Gravity Podcast with Chet Scott. Chet, you're becoming now like a reoccurring guest, I'm a regular, which must mean that people don't mind listening to you,
0: or that you don't care and you just want to keep having me on because you enjoy it. Yeah, actually, that's probably more
1: true. <laughs> right. Um, because right. I actually don't know um, who is listening to what, but I. Don't just don't care because I do love being with you.
0: Right. We've talked Likewise. about that.
1: And um, we were just kind of talking about what we were going to talk about. And so you said, because I asked you to sort of be prepared, right. which is a big ask. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I asked you, uh, you said that you wanted to talk about the roots of endurance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So let's do that. Okay. Why don't we just start off by you kind
0: of explaining what you mean by that? Yeah. Well, I just think it's a good topic. You know, if we talk about built to lead and you and why we practice, why we do what we're doing and why we do what we do at built to lead the way we do it. It is because it's not a quick fix. Why isn't it a quick fix? Because all of the really sticky disciplines that lead you to enduring well are things that you have to just do over and over and over again and not lose heart, not lose hope, uh, not get very proud of the fact of what you can do. I mean, all of that so that that we can endure all the trials that are bound to come that we can't anticipate. And so it just has struck me with how many companies, how many couples, how many individuals like are really good at starting. And we chase a lot of things really with like our whole heart early on, but we're not really good at enduring adversity at enduring, like getting our ass kicked. Mm. Um, getting a disease that just makes no sense, or losing a loved one that's too young. And so the world starts strong. I see so many examples of it. And I work with a lot of young athletes. And I see many of them having started really young, really young. And by the time they're now collegiate Division one athlete, they have lost the ability to endure. And they're only like 22. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come on, man, like, this is the gig. Like, if you're tired now, wait till you're my age, Mm -hmm. right? Life is an endurance test. And so as I've studied what causes, you know, healthy individuals, teams, and leaders to sustain high performance over time, there's like, there's like root truths to how you endure and endure well. Mm. Okay. So that's kind of why it, and I've just been thinking about it. All the time. So, and I thought about you. So this is why I was going to say I'm making it about you. So Mm -hmm. I thought the best way to start, because you're getting ready to grab the reins and go where you go. But I I think I'm going to grab them. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So what I really was thinking Mm -hmm. is like, I look at you and I look at your life. Mm -hmm. um, And people that don't know you could say, well, he's just had it made. Mm -hmm. I hear that all the time about my clients. Mm -hmm. Well, Chet, what do your clients need to endure, man? They have reached the pinnacle. They're, they're, they're all powerful, um, wealthy, um, look healthy and, and they have you working with them. Like they're just filled with luxuries. And I'm almost like, you, you don't know their story. Mm-hmm. They've endured. Mm-hmm. And now you just see somebody who looks like they're now built to lead. You need to know their story to know what did they endure? hmm and how did they endure it? And why did they keep getting up? Because they, they they will be able to tell you that, mm-hmm. right? And so I thought we'd start with like, I have heard an awful lot of your story, and I don't know how many of your listeners have really heard it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like going back, oh gosh, yeah, to the roots of your endurance. Okay, yeah. because I see you thriving today, and I've been watching you thrive more as you've done the work and you've experimented and you've played and you've had fun with it, but it's been an endurance test. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you are making the most of it, but it's not easy. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was just, Hey, athlete, why don't you start off by just telling them a little bit about your endurance?
1: Well, uh, I have done that actually, uh, on the show and, and other, um, uh, forums. And, uh, actually the, the place that I really kind of told my story, you were there when I, I know. did the Chamber of Commerce event, and that is also a episode that we posted. I'll put it in the notes, what number, so you can actually hear like the full story um, on that episode. But uh, and I have lots of questions about this, so um, I'll
0: probably take the reins back. <laughs> <laughs> but I still want to hear more. I heard yeah. I've heard all that. Yeah, but there's a lot more. That you have not shared, yeah. That is buried in there. That I was hoping you would uh-huh. feel comfortable, just like, all right, yeah. I know all that stuff, but I'd like the audience to know more. There's a lot more to your endurance story. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm
1: not sure if there's something specific that you're referencing, but I'm. But I can just say that, like, yeah, when you when you do like a 10 minute talk about your life, there's obviously a lot that you're not going to say. Because I think, you know, when I hear the kind of roots of endurance and, you know, what you're talking about as far as enduring life, enduring hard things, enduring anything, everything, right? Mm -hmm. That it's, there is a lot that goes into that. And, you know, in my case, um, I have had to do a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Now, I actually, for one reason or another, uh, sort of like doing hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, not always. I mean, when you're in it, it's like, uh, you know, not necessarily enjoyable or pleasurable. It's actually hard. Sometimes it's, you know, torturous, but mm-hmm. um, there, there's something about continuing to do the work that I have some pleasure in. And, and I think, you know, it's uh, sort of just like the way that I like to learn. Right, you know, and and I think we think about learning, you know, from a educational standpoint, textbook standpoint, but you know, and we've talked about this too, you know, reading and you know, I, I love to learn about um, the human experience, right? Right, I, I find there to be tremendous fulfillment and joy and pleasure in um, in growing and and mm-hmm. you know, constantly, you know, as as you say, you know, being
0: a work in progress and. You know. Well, so let me interrupt you. Yeah. What's the root of that? If you go back and you go, I love studying the human experience. Yeah. And the why's behind it. What's the root of that? Where well, did, where did that start and why did it start? Yeah. that. Well,
1: it's, it's a good question because there's part of me just feels like that's how I was brought into this world. You know, that, that, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, debatably, you know, we could argue and 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 I'm not sure but I sort of believe that that's all of us mm-hmm. right and that we're all here to um evolve as human beings to go on a journey of life and that how some of us kind of do that in different ways and some of us maybe you know evolve more than others you know I mean and I'm not saying that's me I'm just saying um that I do believe the human experience is about growing right right that's like your your soul's purpose for being here right i think you know what you're getting at is like you know i had sort of a chaotic childhood and um my father you know had all sorts of issues which have been you know well documented i've talked about that you yeah. know extensively and i don't really even um you know kind of go into much detail about that anymore not because i'm not willing to share it but because I've kind of healed that mm-hmm. um, part of me and it, it doesn't feel as um, you know important or powerful to me anymore right. and it's something I'm totally happy to like right. share in support of other people. but um, you know I've done a lot of work around that and, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 you know it's kind of lost some of its importance to me that's great but but yes you know as a kid
0: i had so that's one of the roots of endurance
1: it it is it is and you know i do have these kind of memories including um going to a therapist when uh my parents were getting divorced i was probably you know eight nine years old Mm -hmm. and um coming out of that experience thinking when can i go back that was great Right. So, you know, I have kind of gravitated towards therapy, towards coaching, towards um, self-help. I mean, you know, right. I was in, you know, probably middle school and listening to Wayne Dyer books on tape, you know, yeah. like I just, great. you know, sort of have right. always loved um, the work. And, yeah. you know, um, you know, there's been all kinds of things as a teenager and, you know, struggles and you know, into adulthood and, you know, finding my way and professionally. Right. And as I mean, yeah. I, I, again, you know, I'm happy to share anything if you have, you know, specific, no, you're doing it, you know, there's not a right answer. It's yeah, it's, 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 I think for me, the, you know, it starts at a very young age and, and, you know, forget yeah. about kind of what sort of You know, home you are raised in, um, which I don't think you know is is unimportant. But you know what I think happens is we get conditioned. Well,
0: let me let me just steer you. Okay. So we got all that, and I get all that, Mm -hmm. and you don't need to tell that story because you've made your peace with it. Which, by the way, one of the roots of endurance—that if you're going to thrive, you do need to look back, but you don't live back mm-hmm You look back, you learn from whatever with dad, mom, your own trips, falls, and you make your peace with your past. So, if we're going to endure, one of the things we got to do is make peace. We've all got a past, we got to make peace with it. Right? Okay? Mm-hmm. This is what you said. I don't need to talk about it. I've made my peace. Good. That's one of the roots. And um, so what else? Well, let's talk about how this it it's a guy who's got life by the, you know, short hair. Mm-hmm. You have to probably edit that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got life right where you want it when you look at where you are now. But I remember you sitting in the president's role at a family real estate company. Like it was yesterday. hmm And one of the roots for endurance are making your peace with your past and not getting comfortable with your present. Continuing to take risks, Mm -hmm. to challenge yourself, to keep growing. Because when we are at a young age, the president of a family business, one of the things that is not a root of endurance, but it is a root of most humanity is we just settle for our place Mm -hmm. play it safe Mm -hmm. because we've achieved so much now that we're like, okay, man, I guess the root of endurance would be just, you know, the old saying, don't look a gift horse in the mouth, Mm -hmm. which you had and you did. And you said, no, thanks. Right. And took a jump out a window, which people can say, well, yeah, it's easy to do because of who he is. It's like, no, it isn't. That's really hard to do. So I would like to know like what compelled that because that's one of the roots of endurance. Yeah. So just to kind of circle back on
1: the making peace with things, you know, I I want to just kind of make sure people know that, you know, you you can't skip over the hard parts and get to peace. right? Right. So I arrived at peace on kind of my childhood and my relationship with my father in particular, um, after doing a lot of work. Right. You know, it, it wasn't, the, that wasn't the case for a long period of time. In fact, it's sort of recent that I've actually really landed in that spot because um, I uh, have sort of, you know, come to a new place in our relationship where I can kind of like let it all go. Right. And, and, and so, you know, I guess the point is, is that, um, you can make peace, but you have to do the work. And you're probably going to experience all the hard emotional stuff that really needs to be felt right. and
0: shared and worked on. And then peace comes. Amen. Right? My belief to tie to that, because yeah. everything's about the core, mm-hmm. I have a belief very much exactly tied to that mm-hmm. sentiment you're sharing to the listener, which my belief about peace Here, I wrote it out and I memorized it because it's emblazed. Mm -hmm. Peace is found on the other side of acute pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's the recipe. Yeah. And peace is fleeting. Yes. So, yes. Right. Uh, Yes to all of that. Yes to all that. So, that's what you're telling the listener. So, you're not going to arrive at peace by just making yourself relaxed about your past. You're going to go through acute pain however you go through it Mm -hmm. with all of this to find peace in your present and in your future and in your past, Mm -hmm. the other side of acute pain, not chronic Mm -hmm. and going to therapy was acutely painful. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. All drinking and numbing is chronic. Sure. And, you Mm -hmm. know, I, you know, have kind of played with all of it and, you know, I sort of feel like, you know, I've, I've kind of talked about this Russell brand um, talks about the last time that he, um, a w- went into rehab and he was like a massive heroin addict. And right when he arrived at the rehab, the intake person said, Oh, look, you were so creative to use heroin to numb your pain. You know, welcome, we're gonna help you do that right. another way now, right? You know, and so, um, you kind of huh. have to go through the whole thing to figure yeah. it out. I mean, unfortunately, I was never a heroin addict, but you know. You, you, you numb in ways and you do hard work and it's a journey, right? That's right. why they call it a journey. Um, but I, I like the way that you've kind of distilled that belief down in the language. And I agree with all of that. And to your question about jumping, yeah. you know, I think that, um, you're now
0: just answering my question. I am. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs>
1: but I, but I, I feel like, you know, the answer to your question at the time is different than, what How I see it in hindsight, I know, and so at the time you know and 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 I will include you in this because uh, I think this is really important that it, it might look like a crazy jump, and it might have been you know, and you're right, I mean I had a great situation by all standards, you know, right. I had a pretty you know good gig mm-hmm. um, and you know it had the the recipe for lots of you know things that you would want in your career. I could right. have made an entire career there. right? Um, but I had coaching, right? I, I was putting myself out there in sort of what you would probably call baby steps, you know, in that I was exploring by uh, hiring a coach, you. I was exploring by Going to landmark forum and trying to figure out, you know, well, what was it that I really wanted to create with my life? Mm-hmm. Exploring by surrounding myself in networks and in and around other people that were entrepreneurial and they were doing big risky things or creative things, and so I was kind of trying to like try it on a little bit before I made the jump. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't um, just like fuck it. It was like, you know, I feel like there's something else out there for me. And there was some part of me that had a deep enough why to do that. And and one of the main things that really helped me do that was the work we did, which was figuring out who I was and what my purpose was and what my passion was and what I believed Right Even if you know that was just at that time, right, and when I got clear on what it was I wanted to go to, you know, I jumped, oh yeah, now, in hindsight, this is just you know a quick part of the 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 in hindsight, which I've you know later learned, and it's and it's because I've had that experience in others that I know this to be true, and so it gets a little bit easier to keep jumping, but I believe. That taking risks and taking you know jumps out of um, the comfortable and you know that kind of place that you might stay in for the rest of your life is a part of our evolution as human beings, right? Right. That in order for us to fully realize as a as a human being in this lifetime. You have got to go run towards that next chapter. Yeah. Even though it might be scary and even though you're leaving something pretty cushy, whatever happens on the other side of the next chapter is serving you and your growth and evolution as a human being. And once I've had that experience and realized that, it it gives me energy to kind of keep going with
0: that. Mm -hmm. It's good. (laughs) It's good. So that's the, that's the why you can jump from something really good mm-hmm. because of your belief system, mm-hmm. because of your faith. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is faith too. It and, is. I, and
1: I, um, I do have,
0: cause there uh, was no guarantee. No, no. We didn't even know if we could get a bank to even give you an, a hand. And you freaking took the risk and jumped before we even secured lenders, which in your business is like jumping out of an airplane and then checking to see if the chute is there. That's what it was like. And that's how clarifying a big dream is, which is also a key to endurance is like the only way we endure is if we have a guiding dream, an overarching vision as we use in built to lead language. That you did at Ode or Opus. And when you got clear on that, you're like, I'm taking the risk. It's not happening here. And I'm clear on that chat. I'm like, okay, BK, let's kind of slow down and get it. No, I'm not clear on that. So I'm jumping. You with me? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I love that. I prefer that over me having to um have a client that gets all this clarity. But they're they're so comfortable where they are. That they keep delaying the jump. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you, the root of endurance is catch a big dream and take the risk before you're ready. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Most of us keep getting ready. That's the root of staying put. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay? it,
1: it all seems sort of like counterintuitive. I know right, I right. mean, and and maybe you can expand on it that is. part a bit, because you know it it seems like, um well, I know that that in the not being ready the the amount of opportunity to learn and get what you need right. because you weren't ready is so much greater than waiting until you're ready, right right you you actually- you get it much faster.
0: Uh, if you go sooner, right, right, there's no substitute. Mm-hmm. That is the human experience. Mm-hmm. We learn by, like you said, experimenting and playing, as opposed to thinking and preparing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not telling people to jump out of airplanes without chutes, right? But yeah, I am you were, saying you were pulling me back. I was pulling you back. Yeah, but you knew you had, you knew you were not going to splatter. You knew you'd, you 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 had a parachute. That was in your belief. You had faith in that. That is that is a great, great thing. And so I wanted to hear, I wanted the the listeners to hear that because I don't want them to miss that. So we're hearing all this time today, it's really popular to tell people to be present and to kind of get into this Zen-like about moment, about like being, nothing wrong with that. I'm all about that. And, it's be present with an edge, not be present and at peace.
1: Well, I think, yeah, okay, you, know, you know, we could maybe we could we could spend a whole tease pod- that out we a little could, bit. Right. Yeah, well, and, and let's just for a minute, you know, because I'm curious to make sure I'm clear on what yeah. you're saying, because um, doesn't that Matt, isn't it kind of sort of dependent on what you're trying to do? Yes. And I'm
0: assuming yeah. anybody listening to this is chasing what? Big dream. A big dream. So that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. Chasing excellence. Mm-hmm. If, if somebody just wants to lead a normal life, this podcast, probably they, they clicked the wrong dial or whatever you say mm-hmm. it in podcast language, because we're talking about the roots of endurance if you're chasing excellence. Not the roots of endurance if you want to live forever. Mm-hmm. I personally don't want to live forever. I think longevity is overrated. Mm-hmm. I want to live exceptionally for whatever time I have. You know what I mean? And endure whatever I'm, because I'm chasing my big dream mm-hmm. with my whole heart. And I'm taking plenty of risks, not uncalculated, but plenty of risks, because I believe that's, that's the way we're supposed to go. Mm-hmm not slowly fade away. Hmm. No. So, so I'm talking about the roots of endurance, not for longevity. Mm-hmm. When people hear endurance, they think about, yeah, how do I keep Kaufman development around after I'm gone? How is it built to lead, endure, past the founder? That's a worthy aim as well. My aim is how do we build it right now while we're here exceptionally? How do we chase excellence? So those few that follow behind we we'll have more than enough to endure without us here.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I um, I kind of think just like going back to the um, presence with peace part. Yeah. That.
0: Um, I knew that one would get you. A little well,
1: bit. yeah, because um, I think it's, it reminds me of this. Um, one of my favorite books is um, Surrender Experiment by mm-hmm. Michael Singer. And he talks about how. He you know left, took a big jump, leaves his his career and his academics, and um, you know moves out into the woods and starts this um, meditation right. center and, and and gets it all built, and you know all these people come to support him to help you know build this thing. He gets it built and he's finally ready to meditate, and he starts to meditate and there's a barking dog on the property next to him that won't stop barking, <laughs> right? And so right. It, it, right. I glad. think even in like presence and peace, right. which which I think, you know, like that's just a choice. Like, you know, if, if that's what you're after, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that right. that can't be excellence. The question is, um, the, the I think the point is, is you're still going to need root endurance. That's right. If, if that's, no, no matter what. You know, right. it's it's it takes maybe even more root endurance to just be peace. Right. Right. Edge sometimes comes a little bit more naturally to people. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, not not always. Um, but no matter what, if you're gonna get, you know, that that's kind of the irony. Like right. you're gonna you're gonna have the barking dogs no matter Absolutely. where you are, and you're gonna have to dig deep to learn how to be with
0: what is. Yeah. Yeah. We could, you know, we could just go forever on that. People think that the root of my endurance is my edge. You know what I mean? Like people feel like that's who I am. Like Chet's just tough. So of course he's enduring because he's weird. You know, he's just this tough dude, which is hysterical actually to me because this has been a built skill by me for me because my natural tendency is just to be comfortable. And just to be cool and like, you know, laid back. I would never be where I am today if I, that's part of who I am. And I'm also a guy with an edge. Yeah.
1: I, I think it's important for people that don't know you, um, just because I'm like, well, yeah, Chet is tough and he is got an edge, but m- that's not really kind of how I think about you. Right. You know, and okay. so I think that's sort of the the work you've done, right? right? Is that you, you're, you know, it's tough and tender. That's right. right. like you're a big teddy bear. Totally. Right, like you're a That's lover. That's the natural state. That's your natural state. 100%. You know how to access the edge and the toughness when you need to endure or when, you know, or even in your kind of internal daily routine. This isn't right. so much about a external edge, right? right? This is about like, being strong with yourself even that's maybe right. more than anything, right? That's right.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. And so all virtue, ancient term, we don't use it much today, but all virtue, the ancients would say, built going against one's nature. Mm. Interesting. What a crazy thing. By the way, we're the only part of the animal kingdom where that's true. Mm-hmm which again, just blows my mind when you think about um, a great lion becomes a great lion by doing all the things that instinctively that lion knows that's who they are. So they become a great hunter by doing it over and over again and just being who they are instinctively. Whereas we have to, we want to be who we are. And the ironical thing about getting there is we're going to have to go against our nature. To get to that,
1: okay. Let me let me get curious with second you about nature. that.
0: Yeah,
1: second nature because don't you think the nature that we're going against is really the nature we've developed based on our experience in life, society, whatever, whatever? Not the nature that we were born. That's right. into and from. But that's exactly right. Right. So it's 100%. sort of kind of going back to our natural state, right, is what we're actually, because I, I think right. that, you know, we are also instinctual human beings. We are.
0: We've just kind of um, lost our way. One could say we've lost our way, and one could also say that we, ha- in our evolutionary process, which is, this is what I believe, yeah, that we're much more complex beings today than we've ever been. And that'll be true going forward.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And one of the problems with increasing complexity in any system is that complication kind of seeps in through the back door. Mm -hmm. And so because of modern life and the growth of our look at it and our experience in families and whatever else, right? We have, um, we have, you could say we have lost we we've forgotten who we are. You know what I mean? And so we're going to go back to just simply be who we are. But what I'd like to think about, it's really no, it's just more complex to be who we are today.
1: Okay. Let me, uh, kind of challenge that a little bit or, yeah. or maybe cause, cause, cause you might actually just agree with this, mm. um, I agree, actually. I don't think lost our way is really really kind of accurate in in what I believe. Right. Um, It sort of is, but I think what it misses is the sort of divine architecture that has, um, in my worldview, everything being perfect for what it is and what it's not. And so there is really no ever being lost. It's sort of your path towards coming home, right? Right, And that, you know, you kind of have to be lost. It's part of the architecture of it all. It's part of the design of it all that, that you um, kind of get pushed this way. So you know how to come back that way. Because if you don't actually go over and feel that, you know, touch that stove, you, you can't really embody what it's like to get, you know, aligned and home, Right. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you know from that worldview, there really is no lost,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, it's all kind of happening perfectly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I'm I I, I struggle a little with that. You know, because I think there's action that's necessary too. Like you kind of have to. You, you could just keep touching the stove over
0: and over. That's again. right. And some people do. That's exactly right. And and so that that. That's another root of endurance is, you know, we make our peace with our past. We We live in this moment with an edge and with a calm together, right? We dream big about the future. We get a big dream like you did for what? what KDEF could be. You didn't even know the name of it. And then we marry productive action. Like there's way too many people today, again, who I run into who tell me about their big dream. And I'm like, okay, good. I get it. That's a good one. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm preparing. Well, I'm still thinking about it. Um, Well, I need more of this or I need less of that. I got to wait till the kids get it you know what I mean? The, the, the root of endurance. Pressfield's my favorite author Mm who's alive. He said this recently on a podcast. I'd never heard him say it before. I think it's a re Now I see him saying it all the time. Mm -hmm. I follow him. Um, and, and his sentiment to this, to what we're talking about, about just do it. You know, or done so from Kit Carson mm-hmm. or Embrera from your Hebrew roots. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what that means? Mm-mm. No alternative. That's I'm, how, I'm, I'm a bad Jew. I know you're a bad Jew. Yeah. But that's how they won the six day war, seven day war, which really was six days. His mm-hmm. he phrase, he's Jewish too. So you should listen to this guy. He's one of yours. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Who? You, Pressfield? Pressfield. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. good. So you're not that bad at you. Knew well, that. I mean, I'm Let's like. Let's give you a little yeah. credit. I, I was
1: a horrible Hebrew school student, but yeah. I, I know a little bit here and there. A little bit here and there.
0: Yeah. So he says this, love it. Put your ass where your heart wants to be. There you go.
1: Yeah, That's, this was actually one of the that. blogs that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, mm-hmm. You wrote about that recently. Yeah. And um, yeah, let's talk about that. You know, put your ass where your heart wants to be. Um, when I hear that, I I hear like just go do the work. You're, the blog post in particular was talking about how he wrote his first draft to his book, and it was way too big, right? Way too long, right? They, they the the publisher editor came page. back and said, you know, mm-hmm. no, this needs to be whatever two three hundred pages, right? And rather than kind of getting all sideways hung up in his heart, he went to work, right? Right? He put his ass into the work sat down and started to figure out how to make that happen that's what you're talking about right a hundred
0: percent and it's so simple so simple and yet so misunderstood um we make it complicated it's Mm -hmm. actually a pretty complex phenomenon to live out putting your ass where your heart wants to be Mm -hmm. and so what those are the roots of endurance, you know, make your peace, live in the moment, but with an edge while content, dream big, and then do the work, Mm -hmm. do the work Mm -hmm. and do it over and do it again and do it again and do it again. Mm -hmm. And without the big dream, without all the rest of that recipe, you, you just fall off. People quit. Mm -hmm. I see it all the time. Mm -hmm. They get distracted today more than ever. We're we're, we make excuses and I hear them all the time. So that's why I wanted to talk about the roots. Mm-hmm. It's like there is no, I had a client the other day that tell me this uh, with regard to their lack of discipline on a on productive action that they wrote about, they understood, that they knew was required for them to get to where they want to get. And he explained to me because he's going through a couple of transitions right now in his life. He explained to me, and I'd ask, I just, my job is just to inspect what you tell me you want me to inspect. So I'm here to help coach you to be who you want to be. So I do that every time we practice. I say, hey, how are you doing with this? And he's like, I've epically failed. I'm like, okay, um, what are we going to do about it? And he goes, well, I'm going to wait until I get to my new city and we get settled. And then I'm going to start it up again. hmm that is not how we endure. Mm-hmm. That is not the root. And, and I've talked to many other builders about this topic and my bride and others who have said to me, like, well, you know, there are time and place for everything. I'm like, yeah, we can change the duration of whatever it is that we're working on due to circumstance. But if you really want to be exceptional, if you really want to be excellent and chase your best, you are not going to make excuses for when you decide to stick to disciplines. They're not disciplines. Mm -hmm. And as I talked him through that, and I actually involved one of his truth tellers, his bride, we kind of ganged up on him Mm -hmm. in a good way because we love the dude. Mm -hmm. And he realized he was simply doing what so many people do that is not an endurance trait. They make excuses. And we are now to the point where we give excuses I'm being given excuses all the time
1: Mm.
0: by my peer group for why based on my place in life, based on my heart's condition, what they think it is that, you know, that I should sit on the sidelines more like they act my age Mm. Mm -hmm. and and that chat, you have an excuse.
1: Mm.
0: And I'm like, no, that's not the point of life. Mm. I, I don't, I don't want an excuse. I want to chase excellence, which means I've got to build endurance. And, um, and the world today is giving everybody more and more reasons not to. And you have every reason to where you could take it easy, mail it in. And when you and I practice, you're chewing on what's next because you want to endure. And you're not just settling for doing what you've always done. And, and you ask me questions all the time. Is that okay? I don't know what to do next. I'm not sure how to be. I, you know, I'm so used to being busy that it's felt really uncomfortable. It's been acutely painful for you to be in this state where you feel like you're in between. I I hear that all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let me um, ask you about that because uh, does that make sense? It does. And you wrote a you wrote a blog post this morning about that a bit, right? That you. Um, Oh. discipline mm-hmm. and, um, you know, that you went to your doctor and your yeah. doctor told you, you know, you need to, you know, watch the sugar a little bit that you had kind of slipped back into not bad, but just, you know, a little more than maybe you were right after your heart attack. Right. And I guess when I'm kind of curious about um, a number of things, you know, the, the, the idea of endurance and enduring, you know, I, I, and doing the work. Right. I, I think can sort of feel overwhelming for people, right? right? And, um, you know, everybody knows it's hard and everybody knows that, you know, it's not quick. Um, and, you know, some people just don't want to do it and they'll come up with stories, right? I want to yeah. wait till I move and, right? It's very easy. We do that, you know, very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of curious, like, even for somebody like you, mm-hmm. who is so disciplined, who's done so much work, who yeah, had a, in certain areas? Well, okay. I mean, you know, um, in, in in a lot of areas, um, but it, let's just kind of talk about the health piece. Like, mm-hmm. even then, um, we sort of can slip a little bit, yeah. Right. And so, um, is it having truth tellers like you know, in in your client's case, you and and his bride, um, yeah, or in your case, a doctor. Um, and, and so one, like how, I guess there's a few things. One, how important is it to surround yourself with truth tellers? Um, two, um, baby steps, you know, Mm -hmm. we talk a lot about baby steps and and I think this is key. Like, um, it's, it's not as, as big and hard as we make it if we make it small, a little bit at a time. Yeah. Um, and, and so I'll pause there. Maybe you could just,
0: you know, speak to those two things. Yeah. So, how important if we're going to endure are truth tellers? I would say imperative, mm-hmm. non negotiable, mm-hmm. impossible to endure alone. Fact. I mean, if we study the people, okay, I'll give you a great example. Um, to endure in isolation in a prison camp. Is probably one of the hardest things for a human to do. Number one, you're confined against your will. You've been in some kind of a battle, the enemy has you, mm-hmm. and they isolate you. It's one the reason they do that is because it's the easiest way to break you. Mm-hmm. And so if you study people that have survived long term isolation in an enemy prison camp, you will hear this story. I found ways to connect to my few. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes they did it with Morse code on the walls. Sometimes they did it with a broomstick. If you study Stockdale, who lived in the Hanoi Hilton for seven years, he got really creative. But he had to, because if he stays alone, he knows he's going to go nuts. And when you go nuts, you quit. You give up. And if you study Man's Search for Meaning, Victor Frankl, he would say that most of the men that he was with in Auschwitz did not die at the hand of anyone but themselves. Mm -hmm. They just laid in their bed and gave up because they had, they lost the connection to other people. They just isolated themselves and they just said, there's no point. I give up. So how important is a truth teller? How important is truth teller imperative? How important is to enjoy the camaraderie of suffering? Imperative. So you need a truth teller and you need somebody to go through all of the struggle with you. Mm -hmm. You you will not do well without a truth teller and you will not do well. If you have a truth teller, but everything they tell you, you have to go do on your own, you will not endure. Mm -hmm. You need to surround yourself with other people. That's why you go to these conferences. Mm -hmm. That's why you go seek out different groups and teams because you know there's power in that kind of community. So we need truth tellers. We need real community. Mm -hmm. And more and more today, we don't have the first and we tell ourselves we don't have time for the, for the second. Mm-hmm. And so you, we have a lot of elite people trying to just gut it out alone. They think that, well, I'm, I've, got, I've got friends on Facebook or Instagram or other places. But when I ask, write down your few that you would weep the most for if they passed while you were here. Most of my clients even have a very hard time struggling with finding a few that they feel that connected with. Now you realize that's counter-revolutionary. Mm-hmm. We're meant to have a tribe, a clan club that's been in our roots forever. That's the root of endurance is not going it alone. And yet today in our society, we have more loneliness than ever before in the history of humanity. You know, with really successful people and we see it all the time. And so I'm like, you you need a truth teller and you need to have some comrades Mm. that, that you share your struggle with.
1: Okay. So just give me, give me a minute on the importance of baby steps, chunking this out a little bit at a time. Talk about then. And I know there's been like a lot, you know, talked about tiny habits and whatever, but, (laughs) but, but, you know, speak to really, Just how important that step is, the baby
0: step. Where does that thought come from, the baby step? Well, it comes from, again, just looking at how we end up where you and I are. Like I have a grandbaby now, Aiden James. He's not baby stepping in a literal sense yet. He just celebrated his two months. Okay. He's moving his head. He's lifting his head up. And we're all like, wow, that's pretty good for two months. He's already trying to roll over. He's like moving the shoulders to try to roll, right? As opposed to just being in a stagnant position. So as we study this idea about baby stepping, why is that a big deal? Well, it's because like, that's how we've evolved. We start off hundred percent dependent on others to care for us. And instinctively, we know that we need to pull ourselves up and walk like we, we're meant for that. And before that, we've got to figure out how to get our head up, roll over so we can crawl, right? Mm-hmm. To move. And then someday we can be like you, an athlete running around a tennis court, <laughs> chasing down, you know, balls, <laughs> you know what I mean? And running around them so we can hit that power forehand instead of just lob the backhand back to baby Cass. That was for you. That's funny. Yeah. And so the idea of baby step comes from, that's just our evolutionary truth. And that it's as simple as that. And so it's crawl, walk, run. And so baby step is just that perfect illustration of, hey, I want my clients to take giant leaps someday. Yeah. But the way we get those is we've just done a lot of baby stepping. And it appears to the world like we did a giant leap from yeah. Schottenstein to KDAV. Yeah. The reality was, is that that jump, that giant leap where you evolved, it feels like in an instant, like you were transformed from a part of a business to my own, to where we are today. That was a bunch of aggregation of baby steps that led you to that clarity where you made the leap. Yeah, And we tend to just recognize people that make the leap. And so the baby step is like the way you make the leap, baby step right now. Yeah. You you hired me and the other nine dudes said, that's craziness. Mm-hmm. You took the baby step. Yeah. Right there. And yeah. boom, 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 boom. That's, so we tell clients, don't be overwhelmed. Don't make it, don't think too far into the future. For now, let's baby step. Yeah. The gig is we got to start moving.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I actually, um, just recently was
1: asked about my success from a young person who yeah. was kind of just getting curious with me about, you know. And, and it was sort of kind of brought to my attention, like in this, like, you know, sort of way you were kind of saying people will, you know, talk about me or other successful people, like all the reasons why, you know, we've got it good or something, right? Right. And, um, and I said, you know, it kind of occurred to me, that the thing is, is that it's not that like I'm so smart or that I've kind of like, you know, done something so great. It's just that people make it um, a lot harder than it actually is. Right. It's just, it's not actually that hard. It, it, if you so string true. together a lot of baby steps and a lot of action and you're willing to get uncomfortable and you're willing to take risk, it's actually just not that hard. Right. We make it huge because we right. make it a, a huge step. We right. we think about from I'm here and I want to get there and that's a mile away. Mm-hmm. Um, and the truth of the matter is it might be, but if you just take one step at a time, uh, you know, that one step that's not hard for you, right. right? Or a little bit hard for you and you string enough of those together, like you can do it too. It's just not that hard. Right. I have one last question for you um, because you said something earlier about wanting to, um live and I forget the exact words you use, but but you're not interested in longevity, is right. what you said. Burn right? out bright. You want to burn out bright. Mm-hmm. So I struggle a little bit with that because um when I hear that, I'm like, well, I don't want you to burn out bright. I mean, sure, I want you to be bright, but I don't want to see you burn out at all. Right. Period. Right? right. Like I like I want you, Chet, to be here for a very, very long time, and I want you to live fully that too. whole time. I, so, I agree. So um, i Can you. it not be both? I mean, you know, can you just kind of like make sure people hear exactly what you're saying there, so they don't just like start like doing crazy shit and dying too soon?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I do. I mean, so I want to live a long life. I do want that, but I want to be fully alive living it and again I can't control like disease genetics chance there's all these elements that I I could get hit by a bus you know walking mm-hmm. out of here today rushing to my next client um, so I'm not I'm not on a death wish by any stretch but here's the fact as much as we've evolved and gotten more complex if we study just American males which I've, I've studied a bit our healthy physical life has not moved in 50 years. Now we've, we're living longer. Our lifespan has increased. But our healthy physical life, mobility-wise, is still limited to roughly the American male um, moves until 69. We endure until like 78 now. We've moved that number mm-hmm. on average. I mean, I'm giving you all the averages. But that's moved up a few years. So we're living a bit longer today due to all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But our mobility, our ability to be on our own and moving has not moved a bit. And when I say I want to burn out bright, that's why I wrote today's post about harder. That the, the gig is, is that we've become too comfortable. And so we have a lot of people that have just stopped moving. and Not that much older than me. And so, and that might lead you to some longevity gains, you know, with just modern medicine. That's not going to have you living fully, Mm -hmm. you know? So I do want to be here a while, um, but I'm going to keep moving it. And that's risky. The older you get, the more that is risky, right? And, but it's worth it. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking crazy risks. I'm not asking a listener to go out there and jump out of airplanes and do crazy stuff. But I am saying that uh, longevity is overrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, living fully is the gig. And and I'm, I hope to do both. So I, I don't mean to put a scary cinnamon out there. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. And I just wanted to kind of make sure...
1: I heard that everybody else, you know, did too, that um, it's sort of an and, it is right? You know, that because I, I, because I, I know part of you living fully is doing a whole bunch of things that make you healthier
0: and hopefully living longer too. So, so I'll give you a quick story and then we'll end it. Uh, I had a client the other day who's younger than you. He's 18 years younger than me and he's not on the trail to enduring. He's enjoying too much success. And I told him the truth. That's, you know, he has all these big hopes and dreams for when he's my age, which is 18 years away. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I called him a few names to get his attention. And then I told him that there's no way on his trajectory he'll be able to do what he's dreaming of doing when he's my age. Mm -hmm. He's going to be sitting around watching. Mm -hmm. He's just not healthy and physical now. He's enjoying the fruits of a really great 45 years. Mm -hmm. He's enjoying it too much. He's not enduring well. Mm. He's changing, I I believe, but I had to get his, I had to wake him up. And so I made him write a dream out for when he's my age, 18 years. Just give me the healthy dream. Mm -hmm. And now what are we going to put our ass where our heart wants to be right now? Because he had none of the disciplines to allow that dream to be real Mm -hmm. in 18 years. And I got him to see that. He saw it. So now we're we're enduring by doing the little things, baby stepping. We're mm. not jumping. We're just baby stepping. Mm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. But he's on the right trajectory now. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of months. And I, I'm going to help him stick to it. But it got me thinking about myself. And so I'm like, well, 18 years, Chet. Let's do the same drill. So mm. I did. Mm. I'll be 81. Mm-hmm. That was sobering. Mm. If I'm here, you know, I'll be 81.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, I just started writing down, what do I want to do? hmm and the first thing that came to mind, I'm going to just share this. I won't share the whole, but the first thing you will appreciate, it. Um, because you know me and you know some of my passions, and this is how simple it is. One of my big dreams in 18 years will be getting on the autobahn. I'm not sure where, but we'll probably start somewhere around Stuttgart, mm-hmm. and um, I'll be in my son's GT3, and. My grandson will be switching off roles driving and passenger. He'll be 18. Mm-hmm. And it'll be a manual. And I'll be comfortable shifting, downshifting, flying through corners. Mm. And I wrote it out and I visualized with my little baby Aiden at 18 sitting beside me and just laughing as we go to the Black Forest. Mm. And it's like, that's not any big physical. Like, I'm not climbing some big mountain range in my mind. Mm-hmm. It was as simple as just riding in a car mm-hmm. with my grandson. But <laughs> it's it, awesome. Isn't that? I, mean, I love it, yeah. It's
1: simple. It, it kind of reminds me of like the um, Son of a Woman scene, you know, where Al Pacino is driving the Ferrari, you know? It's
0: just, I don't know that one, but I like oh, it. Oh, so
1: good. He's yeah. blind and he, you know, is planning on taking his life and he wants to go do some things before he does. Mm. And he gets in this Ferrari and he's grinding gears and he's just having the time of his life. So I'll be 65 and um, I plan to take um, what I hope to have by then. It might take 18 years to get a GT three, but um, right. I'll, I'll hopefully, uh, be along for that ride with you. And it's, um, it's side by side, side by side as, uh, we have been now for not quite 18 years, but we're, 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 logging we're in the teens hours and years. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's always fun to do this with you. I know you've got to go get to a fancy client, but, mm-hmm. um, we could do this for days and we will continue to do this, um, as well as many other things. Yeah together amen so for the audience um whether you like it or not we're having fun and yeah. we're gonna keep doing uh, yeah, i'm sure the, la- the
0: ending to this is we may have to edit <laughs> <laughs>
1: well i I, the, I think the um hopefully <laughs> the audience doesn't have to work too hard to endure us
0: yeah yeah but thank you, you.
1: Uh, good good stuff thanks Chad.
0: it was fun thank you Thank you for
1: listening to the Gravity Podcast. Please subscribe to the show at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the entire Gravity Project, please go to gravityproject.com. Music heard of the show is provided courtesy of Kyle Lamoro and Oliver Oak.